Surah Al-Ankabut, open up ayah number 56. Ya ibadiyya alladhina amanu inna abdi wasi'atun fa'iyya yata'abudun kullu nafsin da'iqatul mawti thumma ilayna turja'un وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ لَنُبَوِّئَنَّهُمْ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ غُرَفًا تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارُ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا نِعْمَ أَجْرُ الْعَامِلِينَ الَّذِينَ صَبَرُوا وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ وَكَأَيِّمْ دَابَّةٍ لَا تَحْمِلُ رِزْقَهَا اللَّهُ يَرْزُقُهَا وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ وَلَئِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ مَنْ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ وَسَخَّرَ الشَّمْسَ وَالْقَمَرَ لَيَقُولُنَّ اللَّهِ فَأَنَّا يُؤْفَكُونَ اللَّهُ يَبْسُطُ الرِّزْقَ لِمَن يَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ وَيَقْدِرُ لَهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٌ وَلَئِن سَأَلْتَهُم مَّن نَّزَّلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً فَأَحْيَا بِهِ الْأَرْضَ مِن بَعْدِ مَوْتِهَا فَأَحْيَا بِهِ الْأَرْضَ مِن بَعْدِ مَوْتِهَا لَيَقُولُنَّ اللَّهُ قُلِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ بَلْ أَكْثَرُهُمْ لَا يَعْقِلُونَ وَمَا هَذِهِ الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا لَهْوٌ وَلَعِبٌ وَإِنَّ الدَّارَ الْآخِرَةَ لَهِيَ الْحَيَوَانُ لَوْ كَانُوا يَعْلَمُونَ فَإِذَا رَكِبُوا فِي الْفُلْكِ دَعَوُا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ فَلَمَّا نَجَّاهُمْ إِلَى الْبَرِّ إِذَا هُمْ يُشْرِكُونَ لِيَكْفُرُوا بِمَا آتَيْنَاهُمْ وَلِيَتَمَتَّعُوا فَسَوْفَ يَعْلَمُونَ أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا أَنَّا جَعَلْنَا حَرَمًا آمِنًا وَيُتَخَطَّفُ النَّاسُ مِنْ حَوْلِهِمْ أَفَبِالْبَاطِلِ يُؤْمِنُونَ وَبِنِعْمَةِ اللَّهِ يَكْفُرُونَ وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنِ افْتَرَى عَلَى اللَّهِ كَذِبًا أَوْ كَذَّبَ بِالْحَقِّ لَمَّا جَاءَهُ أَلَيْسَ فِي جَهَنَّمَ مَثْوًى لِلْكَافِرِينَ وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُلَنَا وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَمَعَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ So the verses we just heard, the conclusion of Surah Al-Ankabut, is a very powerful conclusion and it basically summarizes the message of the surah. That life is going to be difficult. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
has also given us guidance over here as to how to deal with the difficulties and the challenges we face, we experience in our lives. That firstly we see that a person must have his priorities, his goals very clear in their mind. What is it that I want to achieve? Where is it that I want to get at? What is my destination? And whatever goal a person sets for himself, herself, that is what a person must be striving towards. And of course, the ride over there or the hike over there is not going to be easy. It's going to come with its challenges. But of course, if it becomes difficult, you know, one option becomes difficult, that doesn't mean you quit. Because generally what happens is that if we start something good, we're striving towards a certain goal, the moment it becomes difficult, we think about quitting, we think about leaving. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell us over here? Should we quit? No. Allah tells us, Ya ibadi, O my servants. What does Allah say? Alladina amanu, those who have believed, inna ardi wasi'ah. Indeed, my earth is vast. Just because one option is not working out for you, that doesn't mean you quit. You look for an alternate. You always have a choice. You always have a choice. We limit ourselves. We handicap ourselves to the situation that we are in. Whereas there's always a choice. So, inna ardi wasi'ah. Always expand your horizon. Think about the different options that are out there and try different things. And you know, like it is said that if you've never been able to achieve a certain goal, that means you've never really tried the right option because you've always done the same thing and because of that you've never reached your goals. So you have to do something that you've never done before. You have to change your strategy. So look for other options. إِنَّ أَرْضِي wasi'ah. And then, how is it that a person stays focused on their goal? Remember death. كُلُّ نَفْسٍ ذَائِقَةُ الْمَوْتِ Every soul is going to taste death. We're not staying in this world forever. This life is temporary. It's our only one chance that we have to do something. To prove ourselves worthy of Jannah. So don't waste this life quitting. You know this morning my son he goes for basketball every Saturday and it's not been going that well. Because other kids are much more advanced than him. So this morning you know, I told him go get ready and he said, you know I'm really tired. And then he's like, I get really hungry in the court. And then one excuse after the other. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You get hungry, we'll take a snack with you. Right? And then I explained to him that I understand it's getting difficult for you, but we started something and inshallah we're going to complete it. That's your goal. You just want to complete this. That's it. And this is something that we need to remind ourselves of also. That sometimes we start something and if it doesn't go as we had thought, it would go as we had planned. You know, for instance, you started the course thinking, I'm going to ace every test and I'm going to do it really well. And then you look back and you're like, I still have to make up 10 tests. Right? I'm five assignments behind. How is this going to work out? Don't quit. Your goal should be to complete what you've started. How many of you were there for the convocation? Okay, those of you who weren't here, you missed the reflection of Sister Widad. Does anyone remember her reflection? Huh? What did she say? Who would like to share her reflection? Raise your hand. Quickly. Who remembers? Go ahead. Assalamu alaikum. She started one class and she didn't well good doing well. And she started another one and she started another one. And it says she finished two years. It takes eight hours, eight years to finish the course. 
So she graduated. She tried multiple times to complete a Tarimul Quran course and she wasn't able to. And honestly, when I look back at Al-Huda, I think she's been here since almost the beginning. Seriously. You would see her on the weekends, you'd see her on the weekdays, sometimes you'd see her in a staff hijab, sometimes in a uniform hijab, sometimes sitting in the English TQE, sometimes in the Urdu TQ. Basically every course had some trace of Widad in her. Seriously. And mashallah, she graduated, she didn't give up. In this time she completed her university, she got married, she had a child, and then you know, her husband moved to the States and she eventually moved also. But mashallah, what you see in her is determination, not quitting. If one thing is not working out, that doesn't mean I give up. This is my only one chance to do something good. You know, once we die, we're not coming back. We're not coming back. So anything good that we can accomplish now, let's accomplish it. Let's do it. Don't feel weak in the middle and don't give up. Yes, there are ups and downs in life, but a down doesn't mean you just slip and you just sink. No, it means you get up again. It means you try again. And as long as we're living, we have the ability to try again. Once we die, then khalas, no more opportunities. But as long as we're breathing, we have many opportunities before us. So remember death. كُلُّ نَفْسٍ ذَائِقَةُ الْمَوْتِ ثُمَّ إِلَيْنَا تُرْجَعُونَ And then when we return to Allah, we have to answer for our deeds. What we have done, what we have accomplished... We are answerable for that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us life. He gave us provision. He gave us health. He gave us opportunities. What did we do with them? He gave us knowledge. What did we do with them? So just because things are getting hard, don't quit. Don't give up. And those who keep striving, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ لَنُبَوِّئَنَّهُمْ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ غُرَفًا تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا نِعْمَ أَجْرُ be an amil. Amil. Who is amil? In some cultures, a magician is described as amil. I'm not talking about that kind of amal. Okay? I'm talking about amal as in hard work. Hard work. Be a worker. Be, strive. Don't just sit down. And who are amilin? Alladina sabaru wa rabbihim yatawakkalun. Those who are patient. Patient over what? Over the difficulties that they're enduring. Over the hardships that are coming their way. They're patient over the decree of Allah. They're patient. And وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ Full trust in Allah, extremely hopeful, never giving up. الَّذِينَ الصَّبَرُوا وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ And these are two things that keep us going. Sabr and tawakkul. Sabr, patience over the difficulties that are coming one's way. And tawakkul, trust in Allah. Being hopeful. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us hope that why do you despair? How many creatures are there that carry their provision? Do they? They don't. They don't carry their provision. So who provides them? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alright? وَكَأَيِّ مِن دَابَّةٍ لَا تَحْمِلُ رِزْقَهَا اللَّهُ يَرْزُقُهَا وَإِيَّاكُمْ So basically our success comes from who? Comes from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just like our provision comes from Allah. Allah provides every creature and Allah will provide me also. So trust in Him. Don't trust on your limited abilities. Don't trust on your limited strength. Trust in Allah. This is also something very important we learned from here. So there's a short video I wanted you to see about hummingbirds. 
The hummingbird may be one of the most interesting creatures you'll ever see flying around your backyard. Consider some of these astonishing facts. A hummingbird heart beats 1,260 times a minute. That's 21 times every second. Their wings beat 55 to 75 times in that same second. They weigh one tenth of an ounce and have an incredible range of mobility. They can fly forward, backward, up, down, upside down, and they can hover in midair. Hummingbirds feed on nectar from a variety of flowers, nature's way of getting them to pollinate a wide variety of plants. They may visit up to a thousand flowers a day, feeding about every ten minutes. The nectar must be at least 12% sugar, and the hummingbirds like it better if it's around oh, 25%. Like that stuff people put in their hummingbird feeders. Even though they feed in small doses, they eat their own body weight each day. Besides nectar, they also eat insects for protein. They spend 10 to 15% of every day feeding, and the rest sitting, digesting, and、uh, watching. They've perfected the bathing technique preferred by seven-year-old boys. Dive in and leap out. After mating, the female builds the nest on her own. And here's one final incredible fact: during migration, a hummingbird may fly 500 miles nonstop across the Gulf of Mexico. How do they do this? They live on fat reserves stored in their bodies. Would you believe a body weighing a tenth of an ounce has fat reserves? Does it provide for itself? Does it? No, it doesn't. Who provides it? Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Who has given it the strength that it needs? Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So Allah is the Creator. He is the Provider. And he is the one who equips his servants with what they need, also. And what is it that the servants have to do? They have to work. They have to do amal. Does the hummingbird have to do its part of the amal? Yes, it has to go from flower to flower to flower and feed, right? Every ten minutes, it has to migrate. So we have to worry about what work that we have to do, and the provision, the strength, the energy, the motivation that will come from who? Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. The opportunities will come from who? Allah. So anytime you feel down, just look for this video clip and, and watch it. Okay, and think of yourself. Just compare yourself with the hummingbird. Say, you know, Allah, the hummingbird is so small, and you provide for it. You know, give me strength too. I want the strength as well. The hummingbird migrates 500 miles, flying nonstop. Give me the strength as well to continue nonstop without a break. Give me the energy also, and then we see that in the following verses, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala reminds us, "Wama hadhi al-hayat al-dunya illa lahu walaib." Because sometimes we feel tired and we're like, "Forget it! I just want to quit and take it easy." But even if we quit and take it easy, what are we going to accomplish in this life? Just a little bit of lahu and larib, just some amusement and play. Is this real life? No, it's not. What in the dar al-akhira lahi al-hayawan? Real life is where, in the home of the hereafter. Because what kind of life? I mean, seriously, what is life if there is death? 
Honestly. What is life if there is illness? Seriously. What is fun if you have to sleep? You know like little children, do they fight their sleep? Do they fight their sleep? A little too much. Right? Why? They don't want to miss out on having fun. Correct? So real life, true life, is that which is without sleep, that which is without difficulty, that which is without death. Right? That which is free from any hardship. And is that life in this world? Not at all. This life is where? Al-Hayawan is where? In Jannah. The Prophet ﷺ said, You know that the return is to Allah. And then either to Jannah or to hell. Meaning then final outcome is either going to be in Jannah or it is going to be in hell. There are such residences that there is no departure from there. Meaning in Jannah, such residence from which there is no departure. Such eternity that there is no death. And there, people will have such bodies that will not die. This is the home of the hereafter. A body that will not die. A home from which there is no departure. Also the Prophet ﷺ said, أَنَّوْمُ أَخُ الْمَوْتِ Sleep is a brother of death. Meaning it's just like death. Right? When you're dead, you're cut off from this world. When you're sleeping again, you're cut off from having fun. You're cut off. And the Prophet ﷺ said, وَلَا يَنَامُ أَهْلُ الْجَنَّةِ And the people of Jannah who will not even sleep. Isn't that amazing? People of Jannah will not sleep. So this is one tip that I'm giving you. If your children are resisting their sleep, fighting sleep, just remind them that, you know what, in this world you have to sleep, but in Jannah, inshallah, there is no sleeping. Right? There is no sleeping. There you can just have an all-nighter. Just party all the time. Have fun all the time. And then, at the end of the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا Those who strive in our ways towards Allah, whose ultimate goal is Allah's pleasure, who have their goal set, their destination determined, very clear in their minds, and they keep striving towards it, and جَاهَدُوا jihad. That exerting all of their ability, whatever strength they have, whatever resources they have, they are exerting every ounce of their effort in which direction? Which direction? Fina, towards Allah, His pleasure. Then Allah's promise, لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ subulana. Look at the word لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ La surely نَهْدِيَنَّ Noon mushaddad. And remember that La surely لَمُتَوْكِيد this is basically, wallahi, there is a qasm that is mahdhuf over here. There is an oath which is implied over here. That wallahi, wallahi, by Allah, Allah will definitely guide such people. So basically a person who is journeying towards Allah, striving towards Allah, is he alone? Is he alone? He is not alone. Is he lost? No, he is not lost. Because who's gonna guide him? Allah will guide him. لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ subulana. Why? Because وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَمَعَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Indeed Allah is surely with those who do ihsan. His help is with those who do ihsan. So what do we have to do to receive Allah's help? Two things. Jihad, mujahada, utmost striving. And really, we all need to check ourselves. That what is, what is it that I can do? And how much is it that I'm really doing? And we have to be honest with ourselves. Because many times when we find ourselves failing, 
you know, we see that we're not really reaching our goals, we start feeling sad. But really, check at that time, how much is it that I can accomplish realistically? How much time do I have? How much ability do I have? And secondly, how much am I really striving? And be honest with yourself. You don't need to be very lenient with yourself, nor do you have to be very harsh with yourself. Be honest with yourself. How much can I do? How much am I really doing? Because my part is to do mujahada, to strive. And secondly, Allah's help is with which kind of people? Those who do ihsan, muhsineen. And here again, we need to check ourselves. How much ihsan am I doing? Because many times, in times of hardship, we view ourselves as victims. Right? We pity ourselves, we feel bad for ourselves, we feel sorry for ourselves. And then, because of that, we think it's okay if we don't do anything good, if we don't help others. You know, it's okay for me to yell back, it's okay for me to be angry, it's okay for me to show some bad akhlaq. No, it's not okay. Allah's help is with those who do ihsan, not those who do zulm, not those who are harsh. It is with those who do good. And so each one of us needs to see that in my situation, what good is it that I can do? And focus on that. And when you will do it, Allah will open ways. He will provide opportunities. And the next surah is with surah. Surah Al-Rum. And right at the beginning of the surah, you know, an amazing incident is mentioned over here that really teaches us that our job is to have sabr, to have trust in Allah, and to do our best. And the results, the victories, the success, that comes from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanakallah wa bihamdik, ashadu wa la ilaha illa anta, astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.